I love the Bible. One of the absolute coolest things about the Bible is that, like God, time seems to all get blended together. The prophets of the Old Testament often had no real concept of what it was truly they were prophesying about from a time standpoint. The first coming, the second coming, or all that in between often just gets folded on top of each other, yet it still sings to our hearts today just as it did 2,000 years ago. It is living. Today, we are going to look at Isaiah 61, how Jesus saw that same exact passage and used it and had one of the best mic drops ever, I think maybe the coolest moment in the Bible, as well as how it talks to us today, because it does, because it all just, like I said, time just folds all together. All right, so today's question today, how do the words of Isaiah 61 transcend time? How do they move you? And are you ready to find out? Hey friend, we are on a Jesus journey. There is a good chance you are coming to him with a load of religious baggage in tow, but I want you to know that God doesn't make mistakes. He will use those experiences to grow your faith in amazing ways if we let him. From ex-Mormon, lost for 20 years, to born again, he is still working on me every single day. Here, we are learning honest answers to help us to build that relationship with our Creator. But we're not stopping there, friends. We are finding faith, living faith, and learning to use our spiritual and creative God-given gifts to share that faith. As Philippians 2.13 says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act to fulfill His great purpose. You are not alone. He loves you and His wisdom from above brings peace into our hearts and lives when we walk with Him. Because we are not ready to give up on Jesus after religion. This is Finding Faith Above. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and to release from darkness from the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Isaiah 61, 1 through 2. That's just the beginning of 2, actually. But okay, so it is living. The Word is living. Jesus, as the Word made flesh, knew what was written about Him. He knew this was written about Him. He also knew it would really shock those of His time to have these things fulfilled. He also knew those same words would move us today. Today, like I said, we are looking at Isaiah 61 and the epic mic drop of Jesus reciting this in the synagogue. It was so cool. So Isaiah and Jesus. This is just me, although I know that uh, I am not alone in believing this, but Isaiah can feel very heavy. (laughs) Uh, I was talking to my son who is, he goes to a Christian school and they do a lot of really heavy kind of biblical, uh, more on the academic side of learning. And sometimes I think it feels like, oh, holy smokes, like, I don't know what I even think about any of this. And I was talking to him about it because this was all, this was all put together from a prophet who was prophesying things that wouldn't happen for another 700 years. And then even more than that, another 2000 and something years, because a lot of this is the second coming that hasn't even happened yet. And so of course, he isn't going to say it all in a way that probably makes 100% 
sense to the people who were in that time. Uh, but people still knew it. They read it. They they didn't have phones in front of them to distract them all of the time. And so they, they knew the words of Isaiah. And so even though they were very heavy, and I still feel like they can feel very heavy, they we have to understand kind of the context that they were in and just how cool it is when all of that stuff actually came to be. So it is prophetic, and so most of what is written in its pages uh, of Isaiah, they were things that he saw of the future kingdom of God. I think it is one of the most powerful books, and as you read now with 2020 hindsight vision, it is clear without a doubt that Jesus of Nazareth is our Lord and Savior. That is who he was talking about. He names him in Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And that was when he was talking about him coming into this world. So Isaiah 61 specifically is special. Let's set the stage. So here's Jesus. He knows who he is and what he is about to do. But nobody else knows this at that time. Well, <laughs> a crazy man named John the Baptist who wore camel hair and ate bugs, <laughs> he, he knew about it, uh, but not the general public. Uh, they didn't know who Jesus was yet. They knew him as Joseph's son, but they didn't know him as the savior of the world. He only recites verse 1 and part of 2, but that was enough. <laughs> he, he, I don't even know if he really needed to read it, but he did. Let's go ahead and read the story in Luke of what happens. So he went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Boom! <laughs> Isn't that not like the most epic mic drop ever? Everyone knew what he was saying. He was saying, here I am. I am the savior of the world. This might actually be the most epic mic drop ever. Everyone there knew this. He was saying, I am the Messiah. This was written about me. I am the anointed one. I am here. Today, this prophecy of the Christ is fulfilled. I am here to proclaim the good news to the poor, to free the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to bring God's favor, his love to the people. He was making Isaiah 61 real. I want to invite you guys to keep reading Luke to find out what happens. It, we would love to say that everybody just was like, yay, we're so excited, but that's not what happened. So go read Luke uh, and find out uh, for yourself what all ended up happening there. But what I want to look at now is what Isaiah 61 says to our hearts today. Because like I said, the Bible is living. And with that, it speaks to us today just as it spoke to Jesus. 
Yes, this was written about our Savior. But what truth said it is speaking, it's also touching your heart. I know it is. Because the words don't just expire in the Bible. They have meaning to each of us because his word is how he speaks to us. So to me, when I read this, I am reminded. I am reminded that God anoints all of us in our unique ways. He asks all of us, just as Jesus commanded in the Great Commission in Matthew, go share the good news. Bring him to all nations. Help the poor. Proclaim liberty to the captives. Set those hearts who are in bondage, set them free who do not know him. He anoints us all in his way, in his perfect will, to fulfill his great purpose. That is how much he loves us all, that he entrusts us with his purpose. And that is what Isaiah 61 speaks to my heart. Go read it for yourself and see what he's telling you. That is today's Wisdom from Above. If this episode spoke to you, then I would love it if you would share it with your friends because I just think this is like one of the coolest moments. So share it with some other friends who might not know this super cool story. And also I wanted to invite you guys to go ahead and hit the subscribe button, not because I just want you to subscribe, but because we are starting this amazing series starting next week. Because one of the things that I know you ladies have told me over and over that you want to know more than anything is just those basic Christian beliefs. Now, after leaving the church, now you are coming to Christ. And what does that mean? And for all that confusing basic Christian beliefs. How do you get to that next step? And so we are starting a series starting next week. We're gonna do every other Monday for the next few weeks. And then as it gets closer to September, we're gonna do every week on this. We're gonna go through the top 10 basic Christian beliefs that all new believers need to know. And of course, it's coming from my perspective as someone who left the Mormon church and so dealt with a lot of really confusing stuff when I'm trying to figure this all out. And I wish that I had had somebody who would just sit down with me and just explain some of these basic Christian beliefs. So that's what we're going to start on. And I am so excited about it. So go ahead and join me. Again, we're going to be starting this next Monday. And I can't wait to talk to you guys then. Thank you.